everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions with me, Heinz Winkler. It is so great to have you here. Thank you for logging on and being with us on this Tuesday. I don't know what it looks like where you are, but uh, we are having a rainy day here in the Western Cape in South Africa. Uh, please tell me where you are logging in from and watching. Uh, there's always a whole bunch of people live. Thank you for joining us. Let us know where you are coming from. And, uh, and to those of you who are maybe watching later or listening to the podcast, uh, welcome and thank you for being part of this. We really enjoy it. Please remember to subscribe uh, to whatever platform you're normally on. This is going out on my Facebook page, YouTube channel and Periscope. And then afterwards, I also make a post to my podcast. So wherever you are listening, watching, consuming this, I'm so thankful. You're awesome. You're all so welcome. Uh, please subscribe and share and uh, with other people. If you are listening to the podcast, we will also really appreciate it if you can give us a cool review on uh, on iTunes podcast, Spotify podcast, wherever you're listening to it. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is brought to you by our ministry called Love Key. And uh, our heart is to see families be whole and the Church of Christ be united. Uh, and we also recently, well, recently as two days ago, <laughs> we launched Love Key Church. Uh, it's a long story, which I'll tell you about some more at, at another time. Uh, but we have launched Love Key Church and we are so excited about it. We are today discussing some awesome things with an amazing lady. But before, we, but before we get into that, I do want to also tell you about the marriage course that my wife and I host. It's called Let's Talk Marriage. It's uh, live on, on Thursday nights on a private Facebook group and you can still join in. We have three weeks left of doing it. And, uh, but you can still sign up, catch up on the sessions you may have missed, and join us for the lives that are still going on. This Thursday night, we are chatting about in-laws and how to handle that, which is a very interesting subject. Uh, thank you, Hanley. I see you're online. Thanks for joining us all the way from New Zealand. That's so cool. Please tell us where you're logging in from. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, one quick more thing I want to tell you about is to get hold of the new track, Our Nation. It's a song that we recently released. It's on all the uh, uh, digital platforms you can get music on. And obviously, there's a music video on YouTube. And we would love for you to go and listen to that and share it with as many people as possible. All right, without any further ado, I want to introduce you to our amazing guest today. She is a dynamic, passionate lady, a public speaker. She is trained in so many things, it's hard to keep track of. Um, I had the privilege of meeting her at LifeWork Leadership last year, and uh, we have become, my wife and I have become friends with her, and uh, it's my privilege and my honor today to welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions the amazing Nandi Boss. <laughs> Yay! It so is great. So good to be here. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Nandi. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. Enjoying the rain. Yes. <laughs> it is nice. It Enjoy is nice. Enjoying the rain. Yeah, listen, in Cape yeah. Town, they, you always have to have a jacket and an umbrella in the car because you never know what can happen. <laughs> I've been here for 12 years and I don't seem to learn. I'm wearing a dress and I'm ah. like, you're <laughs> in November. Oh, things are amazing. changing. Oh, my word. Yeah. Listen, how, how have you been coping with this crazy year? How has it been for you? 
Sure, I've been taking it a day at a time, really. <laughs> um, I've been listening to my heart, listening to my body, listening to my boss, listening to my pastors, <laughs> listening to my family. Okay. Taking it a day at a time, not um, trying to, you know, be make of it what it's not, but just adapting to what comes out of the day and grabbing whatever fruit I can get out of the day. It's been good though. I think the year has been necessary. You know, it's only when you slow down that you realize some of the areas that you need to maybe look into. And so it's been a good year. Can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad. Um, I always like being around you because you have so much positivity and uh, zest for life, I think is the right term. And uh, you, you bring so much joy. I think you're a real joy bringer. Uh, so I, I'm sure those who have hung around you this year have, uh, have experienced the same thing. So uh, thank you just for being you. We, uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> Oh, thank you, hi. Thank you. We we uh, we met last year at uh, LifeWork Leadership and uh, through Duncan Tron, your boss at Gray Swan Investments, and uh, yeah. it was an amazing event uh, where we talked everything leadership. And uh, I just think LifeWork Leadership is such an amazing program and a way for leaders to to grow into next levels of leadership. Um, yeah. How did you get involved and and why why do you think it's a it's a good leadership program to to be involved in well how how i got involved was through duncan and, and tanya just he, and his wife just bringing me alongside them anything that they do really yeah. um how i met the throngs actually is quite a miracle story in itself i met um tanya who's duncan's wife at an annual women's conference held at the Grand West Arena, um, hosted by Pastor Bobby Houston, senior pastor of Hillsong Church. So that would be over three years ago now. Um, I spoke and shared my testimony at that conference, 5,000 women, and Tanya happened to be in the room. And in that time, they were looking for a director for one of the companies in the group. Okay. And This is a girl. So what she did is she emailed Pastor Bobby Houston. Oh, wow. Finally, in the conference, she didn't know our lead pastors here in Africa. She just emailed Bobby and said, I'd like to speak to one of the ladies who spoke. <laughs> and what's amazing about Pastor Bobby and her team is that nothing's too big or too small. Um, Pastor Bobby's PA managed to email um, my pastor's PA, Pastor Lucinda, and I got to, you know, Put if I was in touch with Tanya, and then yes, that's how we started meeting, growing a relationship. Found out we have the same passions, um, we want to see the same things in our city and in our nation. So yes, then I got um, involved with LifeWork Leadership, which is obviously about um, transforming cities by transforming leaders. We look at the Jesus journey. Um, we believe that Jesus is the best leader we know. So we look at how he modeled um, leadership. And every year we have a, a three-day conference. Life work in South Africa is um, about three years running now. It's very big in the US and other countries all over the world. So um, yes, got to speak at Life Work, and I met you. And this year we're doing it again. Yeah. It's not going to be a three-day conference this year, but we've got a one-day special treat coming Power up this house. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Power. <laughs> it's 
It's going to be good. Yeah, it's this Friday. My wife and I are speaking there. We're so excited yes. about it. Um, yes. And uh, you have a you invited a very, very special friend to be there as well. Tell us more about her. Look, when we were looking, we were obviously always um, looking at taking life work leadership to another level. And um, the heart of all of the organizers, even our leaders, and Duncan has always been to diversify our speakers and have great representation. So yeah. when he said, is there another Nandi boss? I said, there's no other Nandi boss. Let's be honest. <laughs> there is no other Nandi boss. Just one. <laughs> but if I think one dynamic woman that I love, look up to, have known now for more than 10 years, if I look at a household name, when you think um, businesswoman, when you think influence, when you think leader of self, of family, of, you know, her team, um, the name Sibam Tongana came to mind. And I said, look, it's short notice, but if we can get Siba to speak, yeah. look, we have, we've clocked 2020, we are there, we've arrived. Sure. Awesome. And so I said a little prayer. And Siba is definitely speaking at LifeWork this year. And those who don't know, Siba is a celebrity chef, author, businesswoman, CEO of the Siba Co. She's joining us. And yes, we'll be sharing some beautiful things um, with us on the day. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, chatting to you today, we should tell people about this because I think officially the, the tickets have closed, but maybe someone is listening right now that's like, oh my word, I, ne I didn't know about this. How can I still come? It's being held in uh, an amazing venue here in Somerset West. Uh, and and then I, I, we're giving you a special treat today because I, I asked Nani, can people still get in? And she said, you know what? If you send your name through today and you commit to pay before Friday, right? Yes. They can still yes. get in? Yeah, okay. what you can just send us your name and then what we'll do is we'll give you the payment details. But in the middle, the reason why I'm saying today is because our team already printed the delegate passes and packed all the gifts for all the delegates yesterday. Okay. But it's very rare that people ever say no to me. I am in the vicinity today. <laughs> you send us your names today, I'll just, you know, be nice and yeah, get yeah. that um, <laughs> thank you thank oh, you for right. that i appreciate that and I th i'm sure yeah. those listening are, are very appreciative as well can they just email you directly at, uh, is that yes, okay let's do that so, and then you know um I'll so it's there that. on the screen info at nandeboss.co.za and uh, she will make sure that you get in. So make sure if you want to join us on friday for life work leadership it's going to be a powerful one day session with Siba, with us, some other amazing speakers. So come and join us. It's yeah. going to be really, really cool. Okay. Um, I'm very excited about Friday. It's going to be great. I've, I've had the privilege of being at the one last year, uh, sat in all yeah. the sessions. And uh, recently I was at the PE one, uh, LifeWork Leadership PE's their gala evening. And it's just so amazing to see how, how this this teaching of how Jesus led, how it really just changes people's lives. It changes the way they think about leadership, about business. Um, it's it's so great. What, do you have a, a personal testimony about what life work has, has meant to you personally? Um, is there anything you can say that stood out for you about doing this course? Yes, I think just um, observing how Jesus treated people. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I, I, I almost missed some of the opportunities to lead simply because maybe I wasn't put in charge. Yeah. Um, to give you a bit of background into, you know, Nandi boss, I'm an Enneagram type eight. <laughs> if you know <laughs> okay. what that is. Yeah, yeah, I do. I actually, I recently started reading the book, The Road Back to You. So I, I, have, yeah. a, I have a good idea. <laughs> you have a good idea. So I'm naturally assertive, confident, you know, naturally fall into a leadership role. And so I find myself in a leadership role in, in life. But I, I, I almost missed out on opportunities to lead when I'm not in a leadership role, you know, when you're not handed a position. I okay. almost missed it. Yeah. And through um, being part of life work, I've just learned out of um, all of the course books we get and what we discuss around Jesus and how he led that we have the opportunity to lead in every moment. And so I think that's that's something that has changed in how I lead. And uh, I think those who have access to me would, would see that something has shifted. And so it's me not relying on what comes naturally to me, but also just learning from Jesus. And so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's sure. amazing. We uh, have a couple of shout outs here um, from Anda. says hi from Cape Town. <laughs> and uh, Haley. Says she's she agrees with me that you you are pure happiness and she's sending you a virtual hug. So cute. Do you know what? I got the opportunity to work with Haley very closely on a project um, sometime ah. last year. She's exceptional, a project manager. Um, she's so lovely. That's very kind, Haley. Very so very great kind. So of them to be online. Thank you guys. Thanks for yeah. joining us. We also have Harvey De Lange here from Joy Magazine. He's online making jokes about lovely. in-laws. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I spoke about in-laws earlier, that's why. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I I am so impressed with your little girl, uh, Tanaya. She is beautiful. She's cool. I can see that she might be an Enneagram 8 come, you know, coming up as well. If I look at that, how she takes charge. Um, <laughs> please, please tell us, what is, what is the first word that comes to mind when you think of your beautiful little daughter and, and why? Look, I think world changer. Um, She's very very sure. Yesterday I shared, I think I shared on my Instagram page that I asked Tanaya to pack her toys away. And her response was, definitely, mommy, after this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I realized, snap, like I I can't really be upset with her because I didn't share my timeline. I didn't say I want it done now. She also didn't deny. She also didn't rebel. She said she will do. She said definitely. She used the word definitely. Definitely, mommy. That was respectful. But after, you know, when when it's convenient to her, like she's just aware that, you know, if I do it now, like I'm enjoying this movie. So she challenges me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might think I'm great at communication, but I realize that, some, you know, it's true that the the biggest thing about communication is that illusion that it has taken place, that it's happened. I definitely didn't communicate clearly, but she did. So that's Tana. She's five years old. Um, yeah, what can you say? She's the life of everything. <laughs> uh, she's amazing. She's yeah. so cute. Eh? And uh, looks like a little fashion, fashionista in the making. Uh, always got the outfit and she's, <laughs> she's amazing. What is, what is your biggest dream for, for Tanaya, would you say? 
My biggest dream for her is to live without any apology or reservation and be the woman that God has ordained her to be. Oh, I think if you spend a moment with her, you'll realize there's something amazing about her. But my dream for her is she'll be exactly that. You know, none of our dreams, but God ordained. And then for her to live it out, um, I don't apologetically, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wish that for her because I know God has something amazing for her. Mm. Is that Does that stem from a, a life lesson you've learned yourself from maybe you know not doing that yourself earlier in life and then thinking having the revelation and now wanting that for your daughter or is that just something you want for her because you think it's a good principle i, th <laughs> I think it's a, a lesson that i've learned you know um i do i do want people to feel comfortable around me i do want people to feel that they can um flourish with me present in the room. Mm. That's a pure desire, but it hasn't always translated in a healthy way. In okay. that oftentimes in my journey, I have, for lack of a better word, dimmed my light so that others around me can, you know, be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my type personality, you will feel, I will walk into a room without even speaking, you'll know I'm there. <laughs> larger, larger than life. Those are the eights. That's no. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is a blessing and if you're not careful it can you you, you mean you need to navigate all of those those things and so some of the things about me that I didn't like God started to use uh, for example I talk I enjoy talking <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you know I didn't quite like because sometimes you know talkative people can be perceived as um, you know without knowledge or you know whatever but some yeah. of the things that and so I've now learned to um, celebrate and understand that God can use our strengths, our weaknesses, and people are, you know, humans are kind. They'll receive you well. You don't need to now try to change who you are or what you like just to make others um, uncomfortable. That's something I've had to outwork. And so I pray Tanaya will learn that very fast, very quickly, very early in life. And I'll be there actually to um, help facilitate that environment for her to to be her, be herself. That's awesome. I love that. So good. Um, so, so, you know, there's, there's a standard question that I, that I always ask my guests on the show and that's to share an embarrassing moment. And, um, as, as an, as an eight, as an eight, you may have had some moments, uh, <laughs> on stage or in a meeting or, you know, just somewhere where you went like, I can't believe that just happened or I just did that. Kat, do you have a story that you can share? I have many, but I'm going to share this one because I feel like God redeemed it for me. <laughs> you know, okay, good, good. One. Make it spiritual. No <laughs> way. I was at out of the very few opportunities I get to preach at one of our big campuses here in Cape Town, Hillsong in Central City. I was um, going to share the word that evening. It just pack our evening services are always full. And so I got up. You know when you get up and you are, like God has anointed you, but if there's a moment where you now, I don't know, you just <laughs> deviate. And um, the band was still up with me on stage. 
And I I was just excited about the moment, I guess. Mm, and yeah. I started singing the song. I was like, you know what, we need to get into do you guys know the song. I don't even think I ask people if they know, know the song. I started singing Waymaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how can people not know that song? Like, yeah, of course. She should know it. Waymaker. We know Sinach. We love Sinach. Yes. But this was not in 2020, Heinz. This oh. was back in 2017, oh. where a few people, maybe you and me, and maybe three people, <laughs> people were looking around. And obviously what you do is you look at the band and check for your brown sister and your brown brother and your black brother. <laughs> Help guys. me out. <laughs> no. Thing. They Nothing. didn't know. They didn't know. It, the song hadn't made its way to Hillsong yet. It was still in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and what made it worse, that wasn't half of the embarrassment. What made it worse is that the next, I don't know, when we had um, brunch with friends and one of the worship leaders, the guy I was leading in worship, was there at the brunch. And I said something along the lines of, you know what, I'll be a fool for Jesus any day. And they were like, but Jesus is not asking you to be a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. No, that, you know, you know, Ouch. it was embarrassing because it's years on now and I remember it. Oh, but were you able to and gather yourself and still preach after that? Yes. Okay. That's that good. Helped me, that's good. That helped me not think about myself. In that's fact, good. if you ask me now what I think about, like, oh, don't I? I don't think about myself at all when I preach because I will do whatever it takes to get me out of the way, <laughs> so that yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I listen, I understand. I understand that unction um, where you just this is the best moment for this song and then but oh i can only imagine what the band the look on their faces when they're like what is the nothing was working nothing oh wow, man I, I can't sing i might love music but i don't <laughs> i don't have a voice and you know idols has proved not every african person can sing i've seen it <laughs> Uh, it's it's dangerous. Oh, yes. for me, it's dangerous for me to agree, but I, you know, I think it's true. Um, the, we have seen some. We have seen some interesting things. Oh my word! Anyway, but thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable. I I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it. I hope that they record that one. Can I go back and what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Why would you? I'm just pray kidding. For me, I want a voice. Pray for me. I want a voice. Impartation. Yes, yes, we can do. We can totally do that. I've heard you sing. You sing well. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you sing very well, from what I've heard, anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's get let's get back to the important stuff. Um, you, you, I see you as a as a passionate, dynamic woman. You want to see the kingdom of God come. You want to see people's lives changed. Um, and, and you're on your way, what's with, with what is left of your life? What, what would you love to see happen through your life, through your journey? Um, what is your life dream that you still want to achieve? Sure. Dream. I can tell you about a life message. You know, when Jesus walked in the room, you'd know, okay, the kingdom of God just walked in. Yeah. There's 
so some things that if you if maybe John C. Maxwell walks in, you'll know, okay, leadership just walked in. Yeah. I would that people say of my life, whenever, wherever I walk in, that people would say, courage just walked in the room. Uh, and my view, in fact, is to put courage in the heart of every man and woman that I meet. I see um, nothing stopping us from, or me, you know, us, okay, I said us, God and everyone who would buy into this. I see nothing stopping us from having a group of companies all over the world. Um, where young people can come, learn a skill or bring their skill, um, consultants of any kind, but not it just be a space where professionals use a skill, but maybe a healing clinic, I don't know, for lack of a better word, where yeah. people come and be, um, I guess you can say that's church, <laughs> but... Yeah, church, um, in the, in church in the marketplace, I think there's a space for the that, market, definitely. Yeah. In the marketplace that... Um, um, have uh, passionate individuals who are passionate about putting courage in others to be who they are and um, bring whatever they bring to the table. Yes. That's awesome. What? Does how how would you... Question? Sorry, yeah? Does that answer your question? Yes. But okay. I think it's important that you define courage for us the way you understand it because I, for me, words are very important because I find that People um, assign different meanings to different words, and if I would love to know what you mean by by courage, courage or encouragement. Yes, since um, it's I your since the, it's your thing, you know. I think the best encourager for me is um, the person, the Holy Spirit. Right, I don't think courage, being able to do something that you either gifted or not gifted, be able to respond to the moment. Um, people read there's courage needed for every day to be you. Like authenticity requires courage. Um, there's courage needed every day to attend to the disappointments, the pains of every day. Even the year 2020 for some people brought a lot of disappointments in that it didn't work out the way we thought. Yeah. Um, having to attend to those disappointments requires courage. It requires courage to chase after your dreams, you know, if you believe you're listening here and you believe you um, should be an artist, maybe a singer or a CEO of a company, it will take courage for you to work that out. So courage is a supernatural infusion. It's not that you're not fearful. It's not that you, um, you know, you don't have, have or don't have the capabilities. It's actually something that is put in you. It's supernatural, and I call him Holy Spirit, that will enable you to work out incredible things that on your own you wouldn't do, you wouldn't be able to do. Um, yes, so that is, I think, my opinion that everyone who encounters me actually encounters the person of the Holy Spirit. That's good. Either through kindness or joy. <laughs> Uh, I know some people sometimes call it energy. We love your energy. <laughs> and I always know they're talking about him. I think they've got to meet him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it makes sense to, to think of, you know, if you want to have courage, you should be encouraged. Um, that's, see, I love how, how language works that way. It's so cool. Um, and I think of Joshua 1 where, where it says, um, be courageous it's an instruction um to to and it's not something that you feel you know uh so much as you have to actually step into it 
but you need someone yeah. to encourage you into courage and i think that's, that's a cool thing yeah i love it this I love your um, your reference of Joshua. Be be courageous. In many places, even in the Bible, it talks about do not be afraid, do not fear. And you know that most of my life, I prayed. I'll call it an uneducated prayer because I would say, God, take away the fear. Like that's not even <laughs> right. God, take away your fear. You have to. He instructs us not to, to be fear. afraid. Yeah. Yes. I have to. I have to do that part, and I've learned how I can do that is by um, by receiving and getting knowledge. You know, when you you learn that actually this life is like this, or this God is like this, then you you won't be afraid because then you know He He's with you. Sometimes it's because we don't know the things that we can know and not unknow, and once we know, we'll go for it. And I guess um, one of the things that I will, in any environment I go, I'll make people aware. So, you know, bring them to that place of knowledge is that you can do it with Jesus. <laughs> so good. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nande, I, I would love to um, for you to share your your testimony of how you came to know Jesus. And if you, what are some landmark moments in your journey with him in your life? Um, as, as you've, you know, it started somewhere, you are where you are now. Um, please share with us that story of how you came to know Jesus and some other significant moments in your journey with Him. Okay, great. Well, I grew up in church. Uh, <laughs> I grew up going to church every Sunday, but we all know that uh, if you go to McDonald's, doesn't make you a burger. I mean, throw it still somewhere. Going to... <laughs> Uh, that's that's a good one. I, I normally use a garage as an example. You'd, just staying in a garage doesn't think? make you a car. But yeah, I like the McDonald's one as well. That's good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, grew up going to church. My dad, actually my natural dad, um, is a minister, ordained minister at the Anglican Church. So I guess church has always been church. Everyone goes to church. Um, but there has my late grandma introduced me to Jesus. She actually told me, she asked me, like, do you, have you ever been in a room where they asked you to accept Jesus in, into your life? And she explained the whole salvation uh, journey with me and how I can say a simple prayer and ask Jesus to come be Lord of my life and you would be that. And I did that. Uh, so we'd have family prayer meetings in the evenings and she would invite me to come page the Bible for her to look at the scriptures. And I continued going to church with my parents to the Anglican church. And I believed I knew from that day when I received Jesus with um, my late grandma, Tozimelo, I knew from that day that Jesus was with me and that I can, you know, I can demonstrate his power um, and people could experience him through me from a young age at school. I continued with that until I came to Cape Town to study and pursue a degree in electrical engineering. And then obviously was out of the house and I'm like, imagine if I went to a church where people also have the same believing about, you know, giving people an opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord and um, people who, who believed as well that you, the Holy Spirit can empower you for lives. I, I, I just wanted, would it be, 
would it be a, a safe place for me to explore that and find a, a church like that? Anyway, so um, I got looking and as I was studying and as I was, you know, <clears throat> doing the Cape Town thing, I also um, got to then be invited to a church called Hillsong Church. This is 11 years ago now. And I, I went for the invitation and I just never did not go anymore. <laughs> I was invited in the next day. In fact, <laughs> didn't not go anymore. I like that. Listen, <laughs> uh, English sometimes. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I was invited. I remember, in fact, with, um, the day that the day that I, I joined, I attended the service. They were talking about people joining, volunteering to be part of their kids' ministry, <laughs> and I signed up on my first day. Yes, um, so that, that I'm sharing this because um, being part of a Bible-based church, you know, that preaches Jesus, all about Jesus is an important, has been an important part of my journey with the Lord. Yeah, so joined um, Hillsong Church, which is my my home, and it's at Hillsong that I met uh, a, a man as I was studying. I was pursued by a guy. Uh, for maybe two years, pursued me. Uh, we this is Tamaya's dad. Actually, we got married, and um, yes, we got married, and then God blessed us with Miss Tanaya. Uh, and around when Tanaya was eighteen months old, uh, then her dad, you know, decided to choose a life outside of us and got a divorce. Sure. I'm sharing this as well as part of my testimony, as part of my journey, yeah. because I, I guess there's a lot of things that I could share as well, but I'm sharing this one specifically because I just get a feeling there might be someone who watches it now or later who's been through any relational um, trouble, trauma, or pain. Yeah. Uh, I'm sharing it so I can, you know, at the end of it, share that you will get through it and God is always with us. He cares about our hearts. And so, um, yes, so I got a, a, a divorce at a time. I didn't think, I would, no one thinks that they can ever be divorced, actually. Let me say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, sure. no, no one thinks that, you know, you know, divorced by 29 years of age. Mm. <clears throat> um, and there's no tick box or that, you know, that I didn't check to say, you know, marry a godly man um, in a church, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, loves the Lord more than me, you know, all of the things that we sometimes tell people, choose this and be this. Um, and, but, and yet God has restored still, God restores like no man can. Um, and so, you know, God met me in my pain and he, he helped me attend to, to that pain and not ignore it not ignore it that's part of the uh, christian journey we're not promised a pain-free life no one promised that to yeah, us sure. we are promised that we get to navigate life storms with the help um with with the savior so i'd like to maybe even share that times i know you asked me to share about my my, my story and i'll continue with the story because it does end well it will end well <laughs> But um, I want to speak to this part about unattended pain, in, okay, in that um, when you when you 
when we, we have we experience maybe challenges or pain or disappointments, like I said earlier, maybe about the year, it might not even be relationally, maybe it's disappointments in our health where we thought we were doing everything right, eating right, being healthy, running, staying fit, and then we face a health health challenge, or maybe we've faced abuse, maybe from family or you know, financial, whatever it is, maybe a disappointment and a pain. It's important for us to attend to that. Um, because if we don't, then it robs us of having genuine, honest, intimate relationships with other people. Mm. Um, and even sometimes with God, because we start building up these walls. Maybe you've experienced disappointment in a previous work environment. It's important for us to attend to that so that, you know, we are, we are open to um, receiving and learning in new environments. Yeah. Uh, and so... I would never have done that if it weren't for for knowing the Lord. Um, Jesus really helped me with that, and obviously staying connected to believers <laughs> who would speak life over me, even maybe when I don't have um, life in me, they'd speak life over me. And so, yes, um, years on, and Tamar's five years old now, um, I have a very a civil relationship with the father and they are best friends and, you know, I'm able to um, facilitate an, an environment where she feels like she can call her dad, be, be in his space and obviously I have no control over his decisions, he still also wants to want a relationship with her. And so I think it's important that people here know that um, Jesus is available. He says that I will give you a garment of praise and an oil of gladness, but we need to be, if he says he's going to give it to us, we need to be available to receive it, right? Yeah. And so we can receive that um, at the altar, 100%, sure. Um, but I also want to say that we can receive God's help and he can sit right next to us at the therapist at the doctor's room as well. So uh, I did, you know, go for therapy. And um, now I'm here, it's some a part of the story, but it's not, you know, the main thing. I'm here continuing, continuing loving that little girl, continuing um, serving God. Um, I think he's simplified my life in that I don't need to try and overcome pain or try and overcome insecurity or try and overcome fear. I just need to serve the one who's overcome fear, overcome all of the things. And that it, it's, it's simple enough. It's not easy, but he simplified that um, part of my journey. Sure. That's yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. I I really appreciate you being open to that because I I can only I can only imagine uh, what it was like uh, in the beginning. And uh, but you know, looking at you now, listening to you now, seeing the the journey of you know, like you say, facing the pain, but letting mm-hmm. God take you through it and heal, and yeah. you know where you are now. I think it's a huge encouragement. And um, may I ask if you, if there is someone listening that has, you know, maybe is going through it or has gone through it and is sitting with similar challenges, maybe they, they haven't had the people around them that you've had to guide them and help them. What, what would your advice be for someone who, who is sitting with a similar challenge? You know, like, I've got a child, the guy left, I don't know what to do. Like, what... <laughs> How do you how do you navigate this thing? It's it's so difficult, and I'm, yeah. What what would you say? I'm I'm curious to know, as well. Mm. 
you find that there are a lot of people in that situation, especially in our country, South Africa. Mm. Um, I would say, first and foremost, this is not a journey that you should do on your own. I know it took me a, a, a moment. It took me a moment to actually share with even my family what was happening in my life. Um, but once I did, I realized, wow, this is how God designed it. None, none of this, um, none of the challenges in life are we meant to carry alone. Yeah, there are people who can assist in carrying the load. So um, I know that I, I, I probably don't know what your relationship with uh, church environment is, but I will always recommend the body of Christ. I will always recommend um, finding a, a, a church home. The reason why I say that is that God has gifted people different things to serve in different offices to help us on our journey. Like there are Amen. pastors who are to see and speak the word of God over your life, even when you aren't able to, all right? So um, sometimes when you're in pain, things become a bit foggy. So you maybe you don't see clearly or don't, um, you can't even make decisions about yourself and the child, but it helps like to hold someone's hand who can see so you can walk through the darkness until, you know, it becomes less foggy and uh, a safe environment will be a healthy church. Um, note how I say a healthy church, not yeah. a perfect church. Yeah. I mean, that's also who are navigating their own trials. Um, and if we, if you have access to this, I do recommend therapy. There is a difference between pastoral care. There's a difference between pastoral care and counseling and you know therapists. Um, make use of that, please. God has let medicine and um, professionals advance in this area so they can help us navigate our emotions. I remember one of the first things I heard when I was going through this was that everything you're feeling right now is normal. I needed someone to tell me that it's normal to feel maybe angry. Yeah. It's normal to feel like you want to cry um, so that I don't try to suppress that. And mm. so... Um, allow yourself you feel to attend to it and then you know invite and you learn some tools to kind of help you navigate through those seasons that is what I would say and then I want to speak the word of the Lord over you um, I'm going to read out of Psalms 139 verse 5 in the passion translation par passion paraphrase of the Bible it says um, you've gone into my future. This is God. He's gone into your future. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. Mm. I want to speak over you that God has gone ahead into your future and that his kindness now is sparing you from anything that's happened in your past, things that you are aware of and even unaware of. God is going to spare you any further harm. As you're hearing the, you know, my voice today, you are spared from any further harm. He goes before you and he prepares a great future for you and his hand of blessing will be on your life now and forever. I'm speaking that. I'm asking you to believe it and God will bring helpers along your way in Jesus' name. Sure. So good. Thank you for doing that. I think it's such an important thing. And uh, I, th yeah, I mean, if I, if I look at our nation and, and the world even, there's such an attack on on marriages in general and you know you the, the, 
I think the hardest thing to hear about your story is that, you know, it it ticked all the boxes <laughs> and, and it still went pear-shaped. Uh, so it, it just shows you. And, and if I think um, of the word, like you say, it says that you know, in this life we will have trouble. Uh, it, James 1 says we must count it all joy when trials of various kinds come our way. Uh, Romans 5, 5 says we need to glory in tribulation. When you sure. read these things, it's it's hard, you know. It's like it's not, it, then you realize it's maybe not a matter of when stuff will be difficult. It's about if it will be difficult. It's about when. And then you go, Lord, how do I how do I deal with this? And and then there's encouragement in the fact that you know God has given us the each the capacity to handle what 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 He knows will come and and to carry us through that to strengthen us through that because on the other side there's there's such a huge piece of maturity and character that's being formed and built and 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 it and ultimately like today you know you you're able to to help and encourage others um and like you say we we can't control what other people do and the choices they make that hurt us we, we can't not even god can god god gave us free will and uh yeah, and it's such a overwhelming thought, Dave. Eh? But what we can do is choose how we deal with those things that happen. How do we react? And and I, the lesson that you had there was something that that I only learned fairly recently in my life is, is that it's okay to feel certain things. It's okay to acknowledge that I'm feeling a certain way. the 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 question is, how do you act because of how you feel? You know, we can go wow. down a bad, bad rabbit hole of bad choices because of our emotions. It's, I think it's what I, the best way I can put it is that feel what you're feeling, but let it be harnessed by your faith, uh, your faith in God. And, and let that guide you through the pain, through the things that you're going through. Um, and, and that's what I'm getting from, from your testimony as well. That's so encouraging. And, and to see the, the, the peace on you while you're just saying these things, uh, I can see there's been a journey, um, and and I honor God for that, and I and I honor you for for walking that road, and for sharing that boldly today. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is good. It is good. People will overcome. Amen. And our stories are different. Our stories are different. Our stories yeah. are different. Yeah. Uh, we've already spoken about a you know a difficult subject today. I. We, when when you and I have worked together, we've we've spoken about this as well. Um, so I I wanted to touch on it today, before our time is up. But the you know we live in a in a time, in our country and around the world, especially in the in the United States, we see it now where there's such big division, um, especially mm -hmm. along racial boundaries, and but even in the church, denominationally. Uh, class politically there's so much division and when when you and i speak there's a what what i enjoy about our conversations is there's this we both feel like man there needs to be unity in the church if if we can't even have that <laughs> in the church you know we, we're supposed to set the example uh you know so i th i would like to ask you two questions on this subject is because I, I think we need to have these real conversations that may be uncomfortable. So question number one is, 
as a as a black person, as a black woman in South Africa, do you or have you experienced racism? And how have you experienced it maybe even in the church? Um, and the second question is, what do you think, what would your message to the church of South Africa, like all Christians, what would your message be to us as the body of Christ in, in how we need to deal with this issue going forward? Does that make sense, the two questions? Okay. Yes. All right. And I don't think there's um, one single answer for the second one, but I'm going to obviously share um, what I think. Yes, as a black woman living in South Africa, I have experienced racism, um, you know, in corporate, in the church, in sure. um, okay. friendship circles, I've experienced racism. <laughs> Whether wow. people are aware that they are doing it or not, um, I've experienced it, in fact, um, um, this is not right, but I have to some extent learned to suppress it or maybe work through it so that um, you'll find this of many, if not all, black women, especially, and black men or people of color, is that we build bridges. Like we, we will, you know, we try and we make people underst understand. But what I understand as well is that people, like we said earlier, need to decide and want to change. Um, one of the things, obviously, there's no one solution, and that is why we need everyone on board, mm. everyone, black, white, everyone on board, um, because God will give us solutions. He, God will give solutions for South Africa to South Africans. God will give solutions for Africa to Africans. So, um, but it won't be, you know, one-dimensional. There will be parts of the journey that will come from. Um, the people in the church, they will be part of the journey, they will come from business leaders, they'll be part of the healing and restoration, unity and moving forward journey, that will come from creatives um, like you. But I think in the church, in the body of Christ, what we absolutely need to do is, um, and I want to share why I think so, I asked a friend a few weeks ago, are people reading their Bibles? Because sometimes when you see these leaders tweeting things, or you're like, are they even reading their Bibles? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> well, if you're reading the same Bible, re reading. Yeah. Reading and applying uh, is two different things. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and why is it that sometimes when you speak of God of justice, people don't know this God? You know, like, are they skipping over some verses in the Bible? Sure. And then realize, no, they're not. People are actually, I think Christians are reading their Bibles. But they're reading them. People are reading their Bibles with people who have the same lived experiences as them mm. and to limit then the experience of God. Yeah. Um, if we step out of racial um, racial lines, if you are a, a, a woman who's experienced divorce, don't read the Bible with a group of divorced ladies. There's some things that you won't get out of the word wow. in someone who's healthy um, single life or sure. as a healthy marriage and so sometimes I think we black folk we read the Bibles in our own black circles and then white people read the Bible in their own circles and you find even people pray the same precious Jesus and then they lead the same in worship if you're comfortable lift your hands and and I'm like so confused but I'm like if you're comfortable I need a miracle now I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it has nothing to do with your comfort. <laughs> um, 
I'm digressing, but I think sometimes even how we then bring solution is because we're interpreting things the same way, we see things the same way, and nothing is ever challenging us to see a different perspective. You know, if if I show you my 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 phone now, you see this part, you don't see this part. And yeah. so it's you know, for I think we also on we on the journey, we're on the right track. People have been having conversations, yes like we have now. And so we're not going to fix everything in the world, Heinz. Between you and me, we're not. <laughs> but we, you can know, try. We, have access, <laughs> you know, we have access to rooms where we'll definitely make an impact, you and I. We have access to, so start where we are. And if, if everyone is doing what we are doing, then the ripple effect, uh, effect of that will be felt. So to the Christian community, I would ask that you broaden your circles in, include more till you know comfort is not the goal uh if you're starting to feel a little bit of comfort it means okay now we started it's not an indication for you to stop and um, go a little bit deeper yeah. um god obviously reveals what he's ready to heal he's revealed this at this time because i know god is is going to do something significant yeah amen i want to I want to delve a bit deeper into that because as a, I, I want you to speak to me and um, maybe this will help other white Afrikaans people like me. Okay. So when you said that you've experienced racism in conversations in different settings and, and be, people may not even be aware that they are doing it, can you maybe name one or two ways that that people like me tend to do that, That's, so we can become aware. Uh, because I, like with the Enneagram, you know, your personality, if you, it's about self-awareness. So how can we, how can we be more self-aware of something like the way we say something, the assumptions we make? I know that you've, uh, when we spoke about this once, you, you made an. Uh, I think it was when you spoke at Lifework Leadership, actually, when this Facebook, when this Facebook group came up, um, I'm staying. You, oh. the I'm staying Facebook group came up and, and you brought a different perspective on that because you wow. people are like, I'm staying because I love my country. And then you mentioned that someone said to you, well, it's nice that you have the option to not stay. Oh. Didn't you say that? I thought you said that. I did. But <laughs> no, some things I think. But but that's then. that's the kind of that's the kind of things that I think we need to hear and go. Let me just think this through because my experience is not everyone else's, and the way I see things is not everyone else's. And I think part of loving our neighbor, that is black, colored, Indian, Asian, is to. I don't think we should try and walk on eggshells. That's also d uh, dangerous. But I do think that love is about sacrifice love is about laying down love is about how do i show you that i love you so i guess my question is how can maybe if one or two tips on how can white people be a little bit more aware of the things that typically are racist but we, we may not even realize it Sure, it's at a small, big scale. Oh, it's it's different. There, there even microaggressions. If I can read between you and me, 
with your wife a few weeks ago, months yeah. ago. I mean, we started working together. What a dynamic woman. I think in her voice note, she said to me, you know, has it not been talking and you so she kept repeating you are well spoken. And for me, I didn't understand why she was like oh. making that because okay. um, remember, you are not the gatekeepers on, on what well spoken is. Sure. You know, who gave you the right to give people marks now on okay. how you know because remember also language is not an indication of intelligence. Some of us English we've you know, had to learn at school, but it's not our primary language. Like small things like that. And okay. I think it's also um, believing and seeing that another person has the right to exist, but also um, lead or share or dominate a space as, as much as you do. Um, so do you see potential in people who are not the same color as you, as you would with people who... Um, you know, look like you. Yeah. And I think as a white Afrikaner, as a white lady, wh whatever race you are, in fact, not just white, ask yourself if every time you need to do business, you do business with the same kind of person. Ask yourself, why is that? Okay. Are you black? Because, you know, if we in South Africa, there are a lot of black people. <laughs> I want to give you the stats. And you can't find a single, a single person of color who has that skill. Yeah. And ask yourself why. Don't sure. just be like ah, the people are don't do things or they're lazy or they don't have the education. Yeah. Don't dictate her. And I can promise you, you won't just be helping out a person of color, but you'll be doing yourself a big favor, a gift, and you'll receive something that is that's incredible. Because I know people of color. That are, are special people. So I think um, the first step is to number one, if you live in South Africa and you don't have a friend, if you don't have a friend, if that's that's all that's already dodgy. <laughs> yeah, a friend of a different race. Yes, uh, that's already yeah. strange. Because <laughs> we pride ourselves, I know people who you know even hashtag Rainbow Nation. Yeah. But it's not just for sporting events. Like in your, if are you telling me, 2020, you don't have one single, you know, acquaintance that's of a different color. It starts there, and then and then you build on it. It's not a two-day thing or in three weeks. Wow, we are all learning. We are all growing. Yes. We are all on a journey. Um, yes. Sure. That's that's good. Um, it's 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 in those conversations that we grow and we learn and cuz i'm i'm sure that i have you know unintentionally done similar things and so yeah i just in the in in broad terms i want to apologize and acknowledge publicly that i i will do better <laughs> by god's grace and leading i will do better um, because i i i think because I think if I can talk to my my brothers and sisters from different backgrounds and and say, hey, you know, what do I typically do and say that really actually just you know grinds you a bit, and they must be able to tell me, and I must be able to go, okay, I didn't see it that way, but thank you, because that that's a healthy mature relationship where, and I mean that's that's just that's not just across racial divides, that's you know. I, I, I've upset white people <laughs> by saying certain things, you know. It's so. See how you could 
I, I do, I do. I'm a one. I'm a one on the Enneagram. And uh, I, I, I just say what I think. But um, it's, it's, uh, these, are, these are good conversations to have. And I thank you so much for, for your boldness and your, yeah, just being willing to do that. Because I think we need more of this in, in South Africa and, and around the world so that we can be healing. You know, We can't get to the healing part if we don't know how to navigate maturely through these kinds of things. We, we, you can either keep ignoring it uh, or you can actually talk about it. Because, um, I mean, the, the kind of stuff we see, the, the negative side of this, you know, with the, the protest in Brackenfell in the last few weeks, where it just becomes this polarization again. And then assumptions that have been made become worse. And stigmas and stereotypes become worse. And it, there's, you know, and then I saw, luckily, you know, I saw in the midst of all of that, there were a few people that went out there to talk about Jesus and to pray for people. And, you know, they, they did something good in the midst of all that chaos. And I think we need more like that. We need to, we need to be Jesus in, in the moments where it counts like that. So, but thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I would, I would love to ask you as we, as we bring this to a close, Nande, if, first of all, if you have anything else you want to add, please add it. And then um, if you would do a prayer for, for, I would like you to pray for those uh, mothers that may be in, in exactly the same uh, position that you are or going through what you have gone through, just to say a special prayer for them. And, uh, and then to just pray for everyone listening, that, that, that they will be encouraged, that, that the Holy Spirit will fill them today. You know, do what you know best <laughs> in that. Um, and then I will, I will end off with a prayer as well. Okay, great. If anything to add, I don't think I have anything to add. I do have a question. And my question for you would be, do you have a shepherd? Mm. Do you have a shepherd? David says in Psalms 23 verse 1, um, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. I lack nothing. Do you have a shepherd? Because the the safety of the sheep is in the sanity of the shepherd. Sure. If you don't have anyone leading you, or um, maybe do you have a shepherd? Who is your shepherd? You think you're safe where you are at? Um, are you to receive guidance? And when you go wrong, are you going to receive correction? And what I know of Jesus is that he loves us, he corrects us, he shows us the way, he feeds us, he shows us how to get along with um, other sheep as well. If I, you can continue with that analogy, I've read that, you know, sheep um, would really, the, the only time that sheep will, you know, relax is if, if their needs are met. You know, they have enough food and water. And the only time that, you know, sheep are under friction is when those needs aren't met so god is up is my source jesus is my source I, I want to ask you a question do you have a shepherd you can answer that for yourself and if you need a shepherd um jesus is available you can ask him to come into your heart and i try and i pray that you do that this year um it's been a year full of uncertainty but i'm telling you 2021 and for the rest of your life you're going to have to navigate uncertainty mm, mm. 
desperate for that. And I want to pray for anyone who's experienced any kind of heartache or disappointment. Might not be in a marriage, might not be in a relationship or an intimate relationship, might even be in the work environment or even a church we face disappointments. And I want to pray God heal you in the name of Jesus. When I pray that God show you how you can receive your healing, sometimes healing is a process. And I want to pray that God give you clarity. And so, Father, in the name of you are not too far from them. In fact, you are available right now. Thank you, Father, that you are simplifying um, access to you, that whatever preconceived ideas, even religion that has been um, standing in, in the gap and in the way of people encountering you, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit that be removed right now, mm. that people will... Name. Thank you, Father, that you're facilitating rooms and rooms, atmospheres, families, relationships of healing and restoration. I speak that you will indeed be that oil of gladness, that you will clothe them with a garment of praise. Thank you, Father, that they will look forward to your future because we know that you go ahead of us and you prepare a glorious future for us. However you want to restore, I thank you for that miracle in motion, restore in Jesus' name, for batting relationships, up and coming marriages, we speak a blessing, yes, Lord, even for me, a blessing over those. Amen. We thank you for the beautiful nation of South Africa. Bless her and her people. We pray for our president, our leaders. We thank you that we are in your care, Jesus. We are in your hands and you will continue to show us how to be a loving neighbor to our neighbors. Jesus Amen. Bless my brother Heinz here. We're going to have a stunning time on Friday at Life Work yes. Leadership. People will send their names. Don't forget to send your name. Yeah. So I can organize that before I wrap up today for you. Um, yes, this has been a special time. Thank you so it's much, Nande. Yeah, please email her at info at and uh, she will get you on that list for Friday here in Somerset West Life Work Leadership. It's going to be awesome. Seabell will be there. My wife and I will be there. Uh, Nande, Duncan, the team, and a whole bunch of other amazing people. So come and rub shoulders with some people who also want to see God come into this nation in the marketplace yeah. and see a nation changed for him. Uh, we, we would really love to see you there. Nande, as we end off, I'd love to pray for you uh, and your beautiful daughter. God, we love this time with you we love you i thank you for uh for nande this precious daughter of you and her beautiful daughter uh, we pray for them that you'll bless them guide them strengthen them and and just protect them lord as you lead them into uh what is next for them we thank you for your peace and your rest upon their lives we thank you for the calling on their lives and we thank you for the amazing positive change that that you are bringing through Nande and even her one of her qualifications is she's a change manager <laughs> and I just think that's so amazing in the spirit as well that she when she walks into a room she brings Holy Spirit and changes the atmosphere and we pray that you keep on doing that thank you for for making her an encourager and that she will be more and more someone who encourages others so that they can walk courageously in the knowledge of who you are and who they are in you we pray, Lord, I just say amen to the prayer for our nation and our leaders. We pray for a nation that will 
keep on, Lord, honoring you as the ultimate leader and and that there will be a change, a shift in our, in the thinking of the church of South Africa, Lord, that we will no longer be nominal and on the sidelines, but that we will be a church that that knows we have authority to shift the atmosphere and to change situations to the to align with the kingdom of God. Help us to be that. Help us to do that. Lord, I also come against the spirit of racism in our nation, and we ask that you will bring true unity through your spirit in the church. Let us be an example, Lord, of what unity is supposed to be like. We know that from your prayer in John 17, Jesus, you, you pleaded with the Father that we as your disciples will be one as you and the Father are one, and that by that the world will know that you were sent. So, Lord, we, we work against ourselves when we are not united. We work against evangelism when we are not united. Help us, Lord, to live in the unity that you call us into. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nande, and uh, God bless you. I appreciate you uh, being on the program today. Um, please send all our love to your beautiful daughter, and we will see you on Friday. Thank you so much. See you on Friday. Bye, everyone. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you for being part of Love Unlocks Live session. That was Nande Boss with uh, an amazing conversation about the things that God has done in her life. I hope it inspired and encouraged you today. Uh, and uh, please join us. Uh, we are going to have an amazing guest next week, Pastor Glenn Barrett from Audacious Church in uh, the UK is going to be on Love Unlocks next week. So look out for that and join us for that. I'm very excited about it. He's an amazing man of God. He's got one of the fastest growing churches in the UK right now. And uh, I'm just glad he, he said yes to this. Uh, so I'm going to look forward to that. So my wife and I are doing our Let's Talk Marriage Seminar. It's an online live a seminar on Thursday nights on a private Facebook group. You can still join us for that. This uh, Thursday, we're talking about in-laws. Uh, and uh, you can also go and check out my new song, Our Nation, on YouTube and all digital platforms and share that with everybody. I would really appreciate it. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Please remember to subscribe and like and tell everyone about the, this uh, podcast and the videos. You can go back and check out. We've had some amazing guests on this program. Please do that and share it with other people. God bless you. And remember, God's love can unlock anything in your life. Bye-bye.